Hello, and welcome to the Mobile User Acquisition Show, a podcast to help you unlock tremendous growth for your app. My name is Shamant Rao. I'm the CEO of the boutique growth marketing firm, Rocketship HQ, and host of the podcast, Mobile User Acquisition Show. In each episode, we feature experts in the field of mobile growth and discuss strategies, tips, and pointers from the leading edge of mobile growth marketing. By the end of each episode, you will have gained actionable and tactical insights that will help you make more informed decisions in your own work around growth. The Mobile User Acquisition Show is produced by Meryl Vincent, Content Marketing Manager at Rocketship HQ. Today's episode is a part of a very special segment of the Mobile UA Show, the Mobile Spotlight Series. In these special episodes of the Mobile Spotlight series, we shine a spotlight on some of the smartest experts in mobile marketing. Our featured guests do a deep dive into a specific area of mobile marketing and share hard-won insights from the front lines of their work that can help you unlock growth, revenue, and grow as profitably and sustainably for your own products. Without further ado, let me hand over our mic to our featured guest of the day and welcome them to the Mobile Spotlight. Hello, everyone. My name is Atishay Jain, and I look after performance marketing at Splash Learn. Thank you for having me on the Mobile Spotlight segment. Today, I will be sharing some of the unique challenges that we face while running user acquisition campaigns, especially for the kids' apps. The world of children's applications has been a challenging experience for me, especially the restrictions which we face while running ad campaigns on various platforms. I hope my insights will offer some value to you, even if you are operating in a different vertical, as some of the underlying principles are almost the same for everyone. So let's start with the most challenging task for all the kids players in the market, which is the limitations of conversion tracking. Yes, one of the biggest challenge in the kids apps industry is that they cannot even utilize the app tracking transparency called as ATT framework by Apple, which Apple has launched a few years back, replacing their old techniques for conversion tracking. But with this new ATT, even for kids apps, there are 0% of the users. I mean, you can consider that 0% of the users are opting in for their identifier tracking. Unlike other verticals where at least there is some percentage of opted in users and based on the available data points, at least they can make some deterministic assumptions of the users who are opting in for the conversion tracking. But for kids apps, as there are 0% of the users who are opting in by default, this means we have to rely on the data which is being shared by Apple itself. So what do we do now? Yes, we have to rely on scan data which Apple has launched a few years back. And we have to keep making changes as per the scan is coming up with their newer versions. So after the launch of ATT framework, the changes are so fast that we learned to trust and optimize on scan. Sometimes we are also building our own methods. Sometimes we have to rely on blended data and we have to take some growth decisions based on available metrics that we had at the top level. So when we are looking to scale our user acquisition efforts, we have to make sure that all the ad campaigns that we are optimizing are being used and using the new tracking method. And the platforms which are supporting scan, we have to rely on that. 
And if there are platforms which are not supporting new technique, the new system, which is being sent by Apple, then we have to stop using those platforms. Yes, this is a truth. We cannot deny that. And over a period of time, the new ad platforms which are there, they also started adapting the scan versions. And once they start onboarding the new scan versions, definitely advertisers will rely on those platforms and will start using them over a period of time. Honestly, it was not easy at all in the beginning as scan was complex and I mean was new for everyone. There were changes over a period of time, but here are a couple of more insights that could be helpful for you. So after ATT and scan, the first challenge that got highlighted was how to navigate MMPs and the mobile measurement partners without having any conversion data or any postbacks. So all these MMPs have traditionally relied on IDFA or the identifiers for their user tracking. But for kids apps, there are no identifier access. MMP cannot provide in-depth data, which they used to. Hence, the absence of identifiers made us reevaluate our dependencies on MMP and made us rely on first-party data that is coming from Apple. So let's first talk about the Facebook ad campaigns because I think Facebook was one of the platforms which has adapted the scan-based optimizations for their ad campaigns. So Facebook's strengths in the past has been its audience and a very, very strong user targeting. But without the identifiers, Facebook was also uh, limiting their efficiency of running campaigns, providing more data, and especially the campaigns which were relying on some behavior or interest-based, they were losing the efficiency at the time. Now running Facebook campaigns for the post-IDFA world felt like we are almost lost and running campaigns without any conversion data at all the cards, which was really not easy in the beginning. But for the new upcoming changes and the new scan versions, Facebook is also improving and trying to improve the efficiency of the campaigns with the newer strategies. Let me share some of the examples. So we started relying on broader audience sets or always try to rely on the new type of campaigns which Facebook is launching. For example, automated campaigns where Facebook has all the control by itself that Facebook will automatically decide which audience is good, which audience is not good for your app. So sometimes we have to rely on Facebook automated campaigns and let Facebook decide itself where to show the campaigns and whom to show the ads. We also learned that it may take longer for Facebook to relearn and grow the user acquisition capabilities. But with the newer scan versions, definitely it is improving and optimizing better over a period of time. Also, we have to keep experimenting and wait to see the blended impact. So if you are not running a lot of ad platforms and you are running one platform at a time, then you can always attribute any organic growth or any blended growth for the particular campaigns or the channel that you are scaling at a particular period of time. Trust me, the efficiency is still not the same as it is used to be, but we don't have any other option for now. 
and I hope it will keep further improving with the newer versions. So after the audience part, now the most important part for optimizing or running any ad campaign on Facebook is the creatives and the content. Ensuring that our content is not only engaging, but age-appropriate content is another challenge for all the kids apps in the industry. The creatives, especially in ads, must resonate with the children. And yet again, you have to gain the trust of the parents. Because here there are two users. Parents who are watching your ads and the children who are using your app at the end. Now this is critical because you have two set of audiences, right? You have kids who are actually using your app, parents who are the decision makers, who are going to start your trial, who are going to decide whether this app is good for their kids or not. Now, both have different needs and we have to make sure that whatever the creative that we are running on these campaigns, the requirements are met. So I remember a campaign when we introduced some fantasy characters while the kids were loving it, but we received feedback from the parents that they also looking for some learning outcomes from those characters or from those communication that we are running on campaigns. So it's like a mix of both. Like you have to do some mix and magic with all the learnings or with all the communication or the creative that you are running on Facebook. Now, after all this, there is one good thing that happened is like there was an increase in the teamwork. Now it's more like a teamwork, which was dependent only on one team earlier. But now it's like a mix of your growth, your marketing, your analytics, your creative and your brand team. Now we often work hand in hand and now working more efficiently together, spending more time, reevaluating the results and taking decisions based on the various factors. Over time, scan metrics becomes the common language, but it also required a lot of training and efforts from every team. Now, whenever we all sit and collaborate, we have to make sure that everyone is in sync and working together. The next part is adapting the Google's UAC ecosystem. Now, Google's universal app campaigns takes away a degree of control from the marketers, optimizing ad placements across its all the system. As you know that it's all based on machine learning. And for kids apps, there's another challenge that once we observed that a particular creative was primarily being shown only on YouTube and we were trying to optimize the campaign so that it's also start scaling on placements like Google, display, search, all the other placements, but it was showing only on YouTube. So balancing your creatives, what it speaks, what it communicates is very, very important. You have to try different experiments with your creatives. You have to try to communicate with parents and speak the kids language so that they understand that this particular creative or the product is good for their kids or not. So balancing child and parent targeting and UAC needed a very holistic strategy. The next part is the stricter regulatory restrictions. Marketing to children comes with very, very strict regulations like COPA. And they also demand a very holistic and meticulous approach for marketers. So you have to follow all the restrictions whenever it comes to kids apps. Now, one another challenge for kids apps 
is the trend and the rapid change which is there especially for the space for the kids as you all know that kids likes something today but they will not like it tomorrow and the day after something new will come so this is very very important for all the marketers to align their strategies especially for the kids space and you have to be on the top what's going on in the market and in the world of kids a month can be an era so dinosaurs today robots tomorrow or maybe unicorns the day after so keeping this space with this shift is very very important so navigating the vast seas of kids apps in the marketing is a fun challenge and at the same time it also bring a lot of opportunities to innovate to learn and grow for marketers like me this is like an obstacle but at an adventure at the same time and kind of an adaptability for consideration and clear understanding of your dual audience becomes best elias thank you for having me on the mobile user acquisition show i hope my insight today provides a fresh perspective for kids app so be ready to adapt until next time happy marketing thank you for listening to the mobile user acquisition show if any of this was helpful or instructive i would love for you to leave us a review or rating on itunes stitcher overcast spotify or wherever you get your podcast fix this podcast takes a ton of time effort and love to produce and i deeply value every review and every piece of feedback that you share 